0: Do retirees spend more and more as they get older? And should you expect expenses to go up in a straight line with inflation as you get older? In my experience, the answer is no. In fact, for many of my clients, I see a pattern of heavy spending in the early part of retirement, followed by decreasing spending as they go through retirement. In today's show, I want to discuss the idea of spending more in the early part of your retirement. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host Tony as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group, and my co-host Tony Shore is here to join me to talk about early retirement spending. We're not talking about retiring early and spending all your money like Tony has tried to do several times. We're talking about retirement, the traditional retirement of quitting and not working anymore and then spending and that is going to be our topic today, Tony, because I know that we've talked about this and recently we've met on one of my trips and I want to bring that into the mix. But before we get into it, how are you doing and were you happy to see me recently?
1: I was. Yeah, we hung out up in Minnesota and, uh, you know, we've both lived there in the past, which is fun. Uh, but uh, it was nice meeting. I, you know, I really hadn't hung out a lot with uh, your wife and kids, and the boys were great. Uh, the tw- twins were co- your twin boys were causing trouble and irritating you, so I enjoyed seeing that. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed seeing them push dad's buttons. Th- that That's doesn't come fun. out in our
0: weekly radio show. It doesn't come out the 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 <laughs> angst and pressure that my kids put on me.
1: well you've got three boys and twin boys and young now how old are your twin boys
0: they're nine and i want to reference the listeners we did do a show and it's on youtube and in our archives if you want to retire early don't have children I think that was the title of it, wasn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. You were in a mood that week. Uh, Your kids had pushed the right button. So you decided to do a show telling, telling our listeners not to have children. No, you didn't. You didn't say that, but yeah, if you want to retire early, having children might prevent that. That was the message. right? That's
0: right. And I did a vacation and we went to the Badlands of South Dakota. I went to Nebraska. I'd never been there. And we wound up Finishing up in Minnesota. And I will say it all ties into today's topic because this trip and hopefully others in the future like it were all predicated on some advice I got from my parents about retirement. So believe it or not, and just so everyone knows, I'm not retired right now.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you're you know, you're know in full swing. You're in the prime of your working years and you help so many people. I hope you don't retire.
0: I can't retire. I got to help other people retire. Someone's got to yeah, be around true. to drive the ship while they're cruising and sunbathing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. But about this trip you took, it sounds like it went well. The Badlands are beautiful though, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, South Dakota gets, I think they get kind of a, a raw deal if, if our listeners out there have never visited... Mount Rushmore and the Badlands, just uh, it's so great, and and you can go stay in Deadwood City, and it's just a lot of fun out there. But it was great seeing you and the fam, uh, your wife and kids. Did they? Uh, what did they think of uh, hanging out with me?
0: Well, we didn't really talk about it. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. They were happy to interact with you. I mean, they know you because they they hear yeah. you, and you hear them on the on the show at the end of every yeah. show. You hear my yep. twins reading the the disclosures and disclaimers. Yeah. I might have to move those to the front of the show one of these days so every, all the listeners can, can hear it in case they don't get to the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious that they read all the disclosures. But it's uh, true. But it,
0: I have a family. You, you were doubtful. You're like, well, you know, I never you talk about this, but.
1: Yeah, I I thought you yeah I, I you said look I have a family I'm like uh, oh, you lease with an option to buy. <laughs> uh, no, they're great. Uh, your your wife is a true saint uh, for putting up with you and the boys. I, I think uh, she's awesome. Yeah, uh, but it was fun, and you even got to see the the wonderful Minnesota soccer team, the Minnesota United. They're the big MLS pro soccer team there with their brand new. Alliance. Speaking of insurance, Allianz uh, funded their stadium. That's right. Allianz, that.
0: big yeah. uh, insurance company. I think they're German, yeah. right? They're the huge. But uh, yeah, I, I think their headquartered so. America's officers is, is in. Ooh,
1: the Germans! <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Little Simpsons bit there. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. Stop, <laughs> stop that. So, um, stop that. The Minneapolis uh, is their home headquarters, I believe. So, yeah, yeah North America yeah, headquarters, is. I should say.
1: Yeah, it is. Yep. Well, hey. Uh, in fact, uh, I even scored some tickets to uh, an upcoming game. Really good seats through Allianz. Wow. So Look at pays you. Pays to have connections. Yeah. Pays to have Thanks connections. Thanks for letting me
0: know about that.
1: Yeah. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so
0: let's let's bring it back to today's topic, which is, you know, retiring. And so you know that that's my focus um, as a financial planner. I. I'm not really focused on the younger crowd or at least those that aren't really thinking or close to retirement. Everyone should be planning for retirement as early as possible. Yes. I got my kids already planning for retirement. Um, That's good. But um, the reality is that most people don't really get into the meat of it until they're about 10 years out. And so when I work with people who are planning that, we talk about how much money they need and how much you know we did a show on last week I think it was that we talked about just what's the magic number how much do you need to retire and the answer is depends on how much you spend and it's different for everyone so one right. thing I want to talk about today is what, what does spending look like in retirement because traditional financial planning you know the four percent rule it's all about you get a steady income you know we need fifty thousand dollars a year and we'll increase that for inflation so it's a steady up uh, increase in income and that's okay but that's not real world real life is more like front loaded spending it's right. people really i mean because you just retire now you're like i'm sick of the corporate world a lot of people just don't like their jobs so they retire and they're like all right now we go crazy and they like to spend early and i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying that's that's way it is and yeah so but here's the problem tony there's two big forces working against each other. And you don't realize it until you retire. Now I see it because this is what I do all day. So I get, to, I get to see sit front row, unlike the MLS game where I was on the standing room only seats. Thank you for those tickets, by the way, that you didn't give me. Um, I get to sit front row to people's retirement. So I see them battle this. And what happens is there's two big forces. One is there's a fear of running out of money. That's the yeah. biggie. And two.
1: That's the biggest. Uh, all these studies I always hear about and read say that the biggest fear regarding retirement for people is running out of money in retirement.
0: Right. So they're facing that. And I agree. Most people are afraid of that. Even people with a lot of money, my wealthiest clients still fear running out. But there's a opposite force working against that. Well, not necessarily against it, but it's seemingly against it which is the fear of missing out on life. And, and so people, when they first retire, they want to do all these things that they've been delaying because it's really delayed gratification, you know? Yep. And so now they're ready to do it, but they're now also dealing with this fear of running out of money. So what happens? These two collide and which one wins? That's really what determines people's success in retirement is which one wins. And more often than not, what I see for people that don't really plan it, they kind of just fly by the seat of their pants. They wing it. They wing it. The oh,
1: More and more people probably are doing Right.
0: That. Most people do in this country. Most people do not plan for retirement. Um, and so what winds up happening is these two forces come together and the fear of running out of money wins. And people delay and delay and they don't do the things they want to do out of fear. And yeah. that's a problem. I don't like that.
1: So you're saying, well, what you're saying then or implying, if I'm understanding you, Dan, is is basically the opposite of what I've heard from so many other financial planners out there and talking heads. And what, what I like to call quote unquote conventional wisdom or rules of thumb is that... You know, you want to be, you don't want to, you don't want to, you got to watch your, you enter retirement, you got to watch your spending. And the key is, is making your money last as long as you do. So th- in order to do that, you can't, don't, don't go crazy. Uh, especially those first couple of years, really got to watch it. But the problem is, uh, I've seen in my own life, and I see, I think what you're hitting at is the opposite. Like, don't let that fear drive you because you need to if you want to do things in retirement like travel or get an RV and see all the national parks or uh, visit all the baseball fields some people like to go around to, if they're into sports see you know what see a game at every single major league baseball stadium in the country i've i know a couple that did that i know a couple that wanted to visit every single national park but You know, in order to do that, they have to spend money, probably more than should be their month in their monthly budget in retirement. So, do they put that off or not do that in order to not run out of money? You're saying they should live while they're healthy enough to do it.
0: I do. I do say that. And that has a lot to do with the way I I was taught by my parents, who, and I did this show with them years ago and i've i've took a snippet of it my mom has since passed away so it's even more powerful and their message was live and do the traveling when you're young do the traveling when you're young don't wait till you're retired and in in your 70s cuz you're not necessarily going to be able to do it and that's where this this trip to the badlands comes into play tony when we were there i was looking at you know we're just driving through and you get to see everything and and that's that's it is something to behold. I've never seen anything like it, but there were times when I was looking at the book saying there are little mini little trails you can take to get a a nice view. And I looked at one and said, this one is a little difficult. You have to climb a ladder and you have to walk a little bit on this. And so I said, well, let's do it. I mean, my wife is physically fit much more than I am. In fact, when, whenever we moved, she was always the heavy lifter. (laughs) She's got wiry strength.
1: Yeah. She, she's in great shape. And then I looked at you and I'm like, Oh wow.
0: Well, she's got to carry me around. So that's why she's, you know, in great shape. And so I figured (laughs) why not do it now? And I thought to it, I I literally thought about this when I was there. I thought, you know, I wonder if my parents did this and I don't think they could do it at a at an older age because it was some physically demanding and even my kids who are in great shape, they were scared because they were young. It was not, you know, so there's time when you have to do certain things. And what I've seen is a lot of, like you said, a lot of the financial planning talking heads are all about fear and you're going to run out of money. You, you got to save, you never know, you, you know, you got to make sure you don't spend too much and that's all well and good, but certain things need to be done while you're young and healthy.
1: Yeah. I see so many. And I think to illustrate your point, Dan, if you don't mind me interrupting here is, uh, and throwing this one out there, but uh, my son and my wife both work in, uh, are, are attached to the assisted living facility industry. In other words, my wife is a recruiter for one of the largest um, senior living uh, companies, uh, organizations. They're a nonprofit organization. But she has to staff the CNAs and nurses that take care of the people. And my mother-in-law is in an assisted living center. And my son is a CNA at that assisted living center when he's not at college uh, going to school to be a PA, a physician's assistant. So I hear about these things and I see it firsthand. And a good friend of my mother-in-law's, he was an administrator of hospitals all his life, made lots of money, uh, very well off. Uh, but uh, he penny pinched, he didn't spend a dime. And, uh, then he's immobile in an assisted living center. He can't, you know, he has to have help being dressed and he, he never did the, he goes, yeah, I, I, I want to, you know, he tells, he would tell us how he's gonna, you know, travel to see this and that, and he's been waiting to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad. And I mean, I, I hate to tell a sad story, but Um, he penny pinched, but he had a, the crazy thing is, is he had the money to do it and he didn't. I mean, some people are even, you know, uh, and I get saving it for your kids, but are they going to appreciate it? And do, are they going to need it? Is it necessary to sacrifice your own, you know, you need to be able to live comfortably. And so many people end up in these assisted living centers. And once you're in there, You know, unfortunately, a lot of them think, "Well, I'm just going to go in there for a while and get some help," but you you don't come back out. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you're done traveling at that point. You're done doing a lot of things at that point. And so, I like the message of doing it early, although you need to be wise. Some people, you know, retire when they're 55 and they blow their money on a sports car or Travel Europe and then they're broke. Uh, that you're not saying that. Well,
0: right, I'm not. Um, I'm. So you're right. You, you, you know, you, the the story you gave is a sad one, right? Um, but at least he has the money to pay for the assisted living. You know. Yes, that's, and but bingo, but people get See, worried that's, about. Yeah, that's the thing. Not he, having he,
1: it. Yep, because he saved and didn't spend anything. He does have the money. He did have the money. He has actually passed away since then. Uh, actually, recently, about uh, a month ago, but um, he had the money and he lived in assisted living for quite a while.
0: And I have a thought on that one. I'm going to save that for the end, but I want to talk about more about the reality of it because you're right. You know, which way do you go? And I think most people in their heart, they want to spend early, but they still have this fear. So, but let's look at some numbers. Maybe this will help people get over that fear of running out of money. I am going to reference a 2017, Uh, this was August 2017, annual expenditures, the average annual expenditures, this is a consumer expenditure survey. So you can Google it. Consumer expenditure survey from 2017. I'm going to give you the average annual expenditures for a 55 to 64 year old is $65,000. So 55 to 64, the average is $65,000. Then from 65 to 74 is 55. So it drops. And then... 75 plus is 42,000. So it goes 65 to 55 to 42 in those age brackets, those 10-year brackets. So the studies are showing that people are spending less as they get older. And that's going to be well, what about healthcare? What about healthcare costs rising? There's they might be spending more of their income on healthcare, but as a whole they're spending less. And I want to talk about another guy, David Blanchett. He came out in 2014, the Journal of Financial oh, I know Planning. See I so, yep. know, Everyone knows, everyone reads a Journal of Financial Planning. Listen to you like you know everything.
1: <laughs> no, I actually do. That one I actually know about. He, the, I was excited. Hey, he mentioned someone I've there heard There you of. go.
0: It's He came up with this theory or this statement, or I, I just like to call it, it's called the retirement spending smile. And it's a graph, and it, it's shaped like a smiley face, you know, just the mouth part. And that's people's retirement spending. So it starts off high, it goes low, and then as you get into your 90s, that's when it starts to creep up again. That's where the healthcare costs come in. So people spend more in reality in the beginning of retirement, spend less as they get older, and then they spend more at the end, if and only if they have a healthcare crisis. Um. But again, the if you have a healthcare issue where you're spending a lot on healthcare, you're spending less on all the other things, like travel. You're not traveling anywhere if you're, you know, if you're in an assisted living facility, you're not going on a European vacation. So that spending smile is much more attuned to reality than the traditional. Let's create a uh, a budget that increases with inflation, because but that's what people do. Yeah, and the reason why. The financial planners do it that way because it's a whole lot easier for me to say don't spend let's let's get a, a trajectory like this because it's long term and you can plan for it if you want to be real though you got your financial plan your retirement plan your retirement income plan should factor in heavy spending early even though it's much more difficult to actually
1: do that right it would be very, yeah, I can see where that's more difficult. And I think you make a great point. Uh, I, And everybody's situation is different. We have to throw that out because, you know, what works for some people might not work for others. And again, it might depend on how much money you have. That might influence your decisions when it comes to you know, what do I do now versus how much money do I need to save for later? But that's why, Dan, I think it's so important that our listeners work with a trusted financial professional like yourself, who's a fiduciary, who's going to look out for their best interests.
0: Well, that's why also when you're talking to someone about, like, if you got to the point where you're going to someone for help with retirement planning, you want to ask them what their philosophy is on their spending. Do they believe in early retirement? Uh, heavy spending and early retirement, because some will not. And if they're not aligned with what your goals are, you don't want to work with them. I'm not saying that it's bad. Some advisors will say, no, I don't want, you know, it's better to have money uh, toward the end. And that's fine. That's just not me. So you got to make sure you understand the philosophy of the person you're working with as well. So this idea of spending early sounds great, but how do you do it? I'm going to give a very simple overview on how you do it. And then I want to get back to that example that we talked about earlier. And uh so let me talk about how to actually do this. Yeah the first thing you gotta that do that would be nice. First thing you gotta do is overcome this fear of running out of money. It, bottom line, you can't
1: that's gotta be easier said it than it really
0: is. It really is easier said than done. Um people, generally speaking, don't want to be destitute, right? So they'll and they'll be scared. So you know it, it sometimes it takes a family tragedy of seeing someone die early or hearing regrets of people to get it there. But um, for the most part, people are defaulting towards saving when they retire because their fear of running out. So you got to overcome that. And sometimes the conversations I have with people are, it, sometimes it's easier for them to hear it from me when I say, yeah, you could spend that. Th- that's all they need. Oh, my financial advisor says, okay, so it's Okay. Uh, but sometimes I'll say, yeah, you should spend it. And they look at me like, no, I, you know, you're, you're, I don't like it. You're making me spend money. So overcoming that fear is the first line. The second thing they got to do is you got to create a baseline income and it's different for everyone. Like you said, everyone's got a different baseline. What do I need to keep the lights on is what I say. And the more your baseline income is set and covered for the future, the more comfortable you'll be spending early elsewhere. So if you know, I need $45,000 a year to cover the, keep the lights on, you maximize social security, you got maybe a pension or you create your own, then you know, that's there for the rest of your life and you have extra money. That's when you could say, all right, let's spend that. Or you might say, I want to leave it to the kids. I don't care, but it's a lot easier to do the early spending. If you have your baseline covered for life, but still though, the psychological battle is not easy it's, it's still something, you know, that people,
1: that's a tough one. Anytime you're talking about you, all you need to do is control your emotions. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: easy for you to say, Danny boy. (laughs) Uh, but you know, Dan, why my wife and I don't have to worry about running out of money is because we know that uh, when we do run out of money, which we will, uh, you, we know that you and your wife, Dan, will support us. We can move in with you and, and be financially supported there in your home. Well,
0: and the reason why I'm not afraid of running out of bunnies is we don't have any and we don't intend to, so we don't have people like you <laughs> mooching off of us. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you're right. It's easier, you know, it's, it's, it's really a battle that people have to face. And another thing, the third thing I want to point out is sometimes you have to go against the grain and... You know, I've said we've done shows on this in the past where people say a lot of advisors say you have to be more conservative as you get older. I say the opposite a lot of times when you are spending early in retirement and you know that you're going to be, say, living to, say, 90, you could put money aside at at age 60 in an aggressive long term risk portfolio because you're not going to need that until your 80s. So you have time on your side. So you're actually taking more risk as you retire because you're spending the free cash and the money that you have saved for the future is invested for the long term. So you can actually take more risk. So it's, it's counterintuitive where as you're getting older, you actually have more risk. Very different than what most people talk about. But that's the way it should work if you think about it. If, you, if you're putting aside money for 20 years from now, you don't want to put it in a CD or a fixed rate annuity, you want to put that money for 20 years from now in something that's going to grow, which is probably going to be something aggressive in the stock market. Right. So yeah. to wrap it up, I do want to say a couple of things. things. Um, like I said, this, uh, this idea of spending early in retirement is directly from my parents who believed in that. Now, my mom recently died, and when I was talking to her when she was sick, she had got cancer, I talked to her about regrets because, you know, it was just, it came up and I asked her if she had any and she said, no, she didn't. She got to see the places she wanted to see and do the things she wanted to do. And they don't have a lot of money and and, and they spent a lot of it. They were, my mom was, worked for the IRS part time. You know, she didn't work her whole life. She, she didn't go to college. And my dad was an English teacher at high school. So they, they, they weren't, there wasn't any money there, but what they did do is the, the money they did save. They did it early when they were in their fifties and sixties. So that they didn't have that, you know, let's save for the traveling when they're in 70. So I have that philosophy. I have another client of mine who who lost her husband and, and, and I think she, he died when she was in her 50s and he was in his 50s and he left her uh, several million in life insurance proceeds and now she just turned 80 this year and um, all that money's gone. She spent almost all of it and she's living now on social security a little bit she has set aside and she talks about it all the time how oh my god i can't believe i spent all that money and i say well you know she's like but i would do it no differently my kids and i got to do the traveling we wanted to do and now that i'm 80 i'm still healthy and i could do stuff but i've done it all and i don't have that feeling that i missed out and yeah i don't have a lot of money now but i don't need it because what am i doing i'm i'm happy just having dinner with my kids and grandkids and great grandkids and so forth. So those types of stories mean a lot to me and it changes my philosophy on how I talk to people about retirement. And so I'm a big proponent of spending early. I'm a big proponent of not having those regrets. And back to your scenario of your friend that died in a nursing home or assisted living facility with the money, I'd rather struggle to pay for the assisted living facility or nursing home than struggle your whole, and then struggle with, without any regrets, then, then have the money to pay for it with regrets. That's just
1: right. Yeah. And that's, that's a tough situation. It really it's a is a tough scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. And so you really have to look at each individual circumstance, like, like my friend there in the, in the nursing home, in the assisted living center, um, but you're right. I mean, it, it's, you got to weigh, well, he had the money at least to live in a nice assisted living center rather than uh, a dumpy cheap nursing home, uh, on medic that Medicare would cover because Medicare Medicaid. won't
0: cover Medicaid, right?
1: Medicaid. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yes, you're right. Medicaid won't cover a really nice assisted living centers because the really nice assisted living centers don't accept Medicaid. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that. But if you go totally broke, Medicaid will pay for uh, a nursing home, but it's not going to be uh, a place you want to live. Probably.
0: And a lot of the people I deal with, they're not, they're not millionaires. They're not, they don't have tens of millions of dollars to, to pay for it. And so if you have 400,000 in the bank or 600,000 in the bank, it's not going to make a huge difference at the time of uh, when you need it for, for a nursing home because the rates are so astronomical. So my philosophy is we'll spend it on something you enjoy than something you care. You might not need in the future. I mean, there's insurance and there's different ways to going about it, but in general, my philosophy is live while you can. And maybe that makes my job a whole lot more difficult, but that's that's my job and that's the way I approach it. I could take the easy route, but then my clients wouldn't be getting the life that they probably can afford. They just don't realize it.
1: Right. And I think it's really important, a great discussion, and it's good to be thinking about these things. And if you need someone to talk to about it or want to get a plan in place, you're the guy to talk to, right?
0: That's right. So don't confuse me as a guy that says spend all your money and, and live off the government or off your, your friends like Tony. Um, I'm the guy <laughs> that says you can maybe do both. You just got to plan for it. So if you're thinking about planning, if you think about, hey, I like this idea of spending early, give me a call. I'll walk you through it and I'll be honest with you and say, hey, yeah, this is something you can do. And I'll be be—I'll be the first to tell you, no, you know what? this You can't do it. You might have to work extra or do something a little differently. But either way, I'll have that conversation with you. You just got to be willing to have it. And the big yeah. one is battling that fear of running out. Don't be scared. You can't live life scared because that doesn't help anybody. Give me a call. I'll walk you through it and I'll try not to scare you. The number to call is 888-508-5935.
1: All right, and that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wynn. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request
0: your topic or to share your opinion.